You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. There's no reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Welcome to Avoiding Real Estate Turbulence Podcast. This is your pilot, John Lafferty, with Century 21 Town & Country. And co-pilot, Tony Abate with Ross Mortgage, and we are your real estate pilots. Our job is to be your real estate advocate and also make sure you're educated about the buying and selling process. We'll keep you informed throughout until we get you safely to closing. In a real estate transaction, there are many reasons why you can encounter turbulence. Today, we are going to talk about top seller tips to get your home ready to sell to avoid selling turbulence. John, this is going to be a fun topic, and I bet this uh, comes up a lot. Uh, you hear so many different uh, different uh, uh, strategies and tips and, and do's and don'ts on that sort of thing. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what can sellers do to get their home ready and what shouldn't they do. Let why don't we start with the the exterior? Uh, usually, we call it curb appeal. How the house looks from the street when somebody's driving by it, uh, a buyer. Um, one of the things you don't want to do is have somebody make an appointment to show your home when it's for sale, and then s- drive by it and say, "Nope, we're just going <laughs> to keep on driving. We're not stopping." You want to go in? No, and boy, that happens sometimes. And uh, for the sellers, it's a little bit of a blow. Well, I, we left. Why didn't they stop? Uh, and they can feel a little insulted, and well, for good reason. It's yeah. a it's an indication from the buyer that something they don't like about the house. Yeah. So if, if, if ever first impressions count, it definitely counts when you're selling a home. That's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. big time. Because it's the first thing they see as they approach, as they're walking up to the house, is uh, the exterior, the siding, the, the, the grass. What's the, what's the length of the grass? Mm-hmm. The, the weeds. Are there weeds all over the lawn? What's the mulch look like around the house with the shrubs? Are they trimmed? Are the trees trimmed? Is everything grown wild? So they see all that. And then, you know, you get to the porch, and if the porch is a little worn down, maybe the brickwork is broken or, uh, you know, things are looking a little uh, beat up, um, that can really have an impression on a buyer. It it already kind of sets their mood when they're walking into the house. Yeah, John. So, you know, you're a real estate professional. This is, this is what you do day in and day out. And I think one of the things that probably happens is that the, the homeowner who is going to sell their home, they, they get a little numb or desensitized to these things because they see it every single day. They step on that porch and it creaks. They don't give it a thought. You know, they, they reach for that doorknob and it's wiggly and, and it, it doesn't phase them because they see it every day. So these are probably some things that you have to have a candid conversation with about, fo- about uh, these things so that people kind of look at their home with a different set of eyes to getting, ready to get, getting it ready to sell. You're 100% right. It's it's about what they see and touch and feel and smell. All of the senses play a part in going into walking up to a house and walking into a house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so um, you're absolutely right. You touch a handle on a doorknob and it wiggles. What does that say yeah. to you? Yeah, faulty wow. house, something's wrong. Something's, right? if, if they let the door handle go, this is the first thing I'm touching <laughs> as I'm opening the door to walk into the house. If they don't care about this, 
what else didn't yeah. they do right or fix? I mean, this is the first thing you're touching. So um, you're absolutely right that the, the little things, especially entering the house, mm-hmm. play, play an important part. And so, you know, we're kind of on the exterior. Let's just dig into that a little bit. Um, so the exterior of the house um, one of the things I see a lot of is they kind of let if you have aluminum siding or vinyl siding, mm-hmm. they kind of let that go a little bit, and sometimes it can get discolored. You can have moss growing mm, on it. Sure. Um, the birds attack it, you know, and the way that they do, um, and uh, and so it can make the siding look a little older or a little worn down. And so I always recommend to a seller if if we if that's what we're dealing with. Why not either A, look at power washing it, if it makes sense to power wash it, just to clean it up. And if that isn't going to do the trick, then we have a discussion about maybe we should think about painting it. It's 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 yeah. costly, but when we're competing with other listings in a, in a market and we want buyers to come to that house – um, making the exterior look attractive becomes really important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but potentially though, it's not it's not automatically a big expense, right? I mean, no. some of the things that you're talking about, a quick power wash, maybe a coat of paint on that front door, it can probably make a night and day difference to a home. Um, but uh, but if those things are not making the right things happen, then yeah, it, it does behoove a seller to to step it up a little and, and invest some money and, and really, really polish it up. I mean, they're 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 selling something. It's not just uh, uh, it's it's not just an easy click for somebody to say, hey, I'm going to buy this house. The buyer has to be impressed. That's right. That's right. And so. Um, I, there are times when I have sellers who say, hey, I just bought that new front door. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks great. I said, it does. It's white. <laughs> it kind of blends with the whole front of your house. Mm-hmm. We should think about maybe painting that front door yeah. to add a little pizzazz to the house as they're approaching it. That's the first thing they're going to touch and see and feel. And that's where that's where you want their eyes to focus, mm-hmm. right, is right there at that the entry. Door. That's where you want the buyers to focus. And wow, what a great color for a door. And it goes really well with the exterior. Now, that's important, right? It's, it has to go. <laughs> it's got to match. It's got to look good with the exterior color, be it brick or vinyl or, or aluminum siding or wood. Whatever that color is, it's got to go well with it. So that's that's an important thing. Uh, and the condition of the the outer door, if there's a a screen glass door, um, that has to be in good shape and condition as well. And uh, we take the whole front porch sort of in a package, right? So if there's columns, if there's um, other things, railing surrounding the front porch mm-hmm. as you're approaching the house, we want those to be in good shape as too. We don't want peeling paint there, and then the front door looks great. Well. <laughs> Things yeah. don't match, and you're leaving kind of an impression of well, they're willing to do one thing, but they didn't do. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. What what what's going on here? Why what, why is that? So, we want consistency is what we're looking for. Yeah, looks like a band aid. And you know, I'm the finance guy. I'm I'm not the real estate pro, but I can tell you whenever I've driven by a home and uh, and it kind of pops and it jumps out at me, and I think you know, boy, this this is a really nice home. What you're talking about is almost always one of the characteristics. You know that that front entryway looks look, looks clean and sharp. The colors are are, are uh, you know it's not just the white door on the white house. You know they contrast nicely. Uh, it's just it's just that nice first impression. 
you know, it makes a difference. It, it absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> one of the other things, uh, if we're talking about uh, exterior, um, is uh, sometimes uh, sellers have been in the house for 15 years. That roof was brand new when they moved in, <laughs> and it's a 20-year roof, and it's got five years left, supposed to have five years left, but it's in it's in rough shape. Yeah. And we're trying to trying to get away with selling the house with a roof that maybe has three years of life left on it. And sometimes you can get away with it. Uh, buyers willing to look past it, sometimes not. So it's, it's a discussion that I have with the sellers when we're talking about um, major expenses that a buyer might be looking at, especially on the exterior. Um, we, we, t- we always try to look at the roof and, and then have a good discussion with the seller about maybe some things we want to do, um, some incentives, or uh, maybe it just makes sense if the roof is really in bad shape um, to look at a, a couple other things that we might be able to do. And, uh, um, you know, one of the things that I come across too, there's a lot of brick ranches in Warren and Roseville mm-hmm. and Oak Park and, and Hazel Park and some of those areas and come across pretty, pretty, uh, uh pretty large amount of time um, where the mortar has sort of worn away yeah. in between the bricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you see some cracking uh, in between. Um, and uh, and the, the, so it needs to be tuck pointed. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal, but you want to do that and take care of that sure. rather than leave that for the buyer and his inspector to find. Um, it, it's better to be proactive. So we always do a walk around of the house as well to try and see if there's any areas where there might be some issues. Yeah, you probably have to tell the seller, uh, come outside and be the buyer for a second. Let's go stand at the curb and just look at it from top to bottom and be really critical about what we're seeing. And they're probably going to see things that they didn't normally see when they're just pulling in from work or something like that. And I think that roof is a biggie. You know, there, there's that short list of potential deal killers and, uh, you know, a roof that shows defects. Boy, that, that's going to that's gonna turn a certain percentage of buyers off. And, uh, and so it, 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 it probably behooves and, and benefits the seller to just, just go out there with that critical eye and, and see what they're selling. Hundred yep. percent, absolutely. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about something that really is kind of out of your control as a seller, but you still have to walk that fine line. Bad neighbors. Oh, what do you do, <sighs> boy? What do you do? You know, you approach it carefully. Is what you do. Um, the last thing you want is a riled up neighbor who's going to do everything they can to try and ruin any type of transaction you have going with a buyer. Um, let their lawns grow and, uh, uh, you know, sit out on the porch smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and screaming <laughs> at anybody that comes to your house. Mm-hmm. Seeing a lot. <laughs> um, but so what can you do? Well, the best that you can do is just avoid them or if you have to have interaction with them, try and keep it sh- as short and abrupt as possible. Um, you know, there's things that you can do, but there's many things that you just can't. It, it It's the neighbor from hell, as we like to call them, mm-hmm. right? Um, and sometimes the best thing is – just to avoid them altogether and just hope that they don't do things intentionally to try and ruin your sale. Yeah. Um, 
Sometimes neighbors don't get along. It is what it is. Personalities clash. Yeah. Um, one guy does something. The other person thinks that it's unintentional and take offense to it. And then they're at war for, their, for the remainder of the time that both of them live there. And it's, it's never a good situation. Um, you know, and most of it stems from either uh, somebody uh, mistook an action as yeah. a slight um, or – they're the ugly house next door or across the street, oh, and you're yeah. sick of looking at it. And so one day you happen to catch them out, and you say, hey, man, are you ever going to cut your grass or <laughs> what's going on? Or or yeah. you live in one of those cities where you can call the city and report the grass length, mm -hmm. and the city yeah. will come out and slap a notice on the door. And if they don't cut it in 24 hours, the city will gladly come out and cut it for $150 for, <laughs> for a price, and will attach it to your taxes or your water bill, so you have to pay it. And they'll continue to do that if people get called on. So, um, you know, you do what you can to try and make it so that house, that dilapidated house is not in such bad shape. You, you try and yeah. do it to help yourself, but mm -hmm. sometimes there's things you just can't do. Um, I, I, uh, I, I listed a house, um, about a year ago and these sellers get along with their neighbors or so they thought. Uh -oh. <laughs> so we, we, uh, we promote an open house and I'm there to do an open house on Sunday, park down the street a little bit. Cause I always like to leave the front of the house open so that potential buyers who want to come see the house can mm -hmm. park in front of the house or, or even in the driveway. I never do that. So, um, what happens is they come back from an event. They were having like a baby christening that same day and they all parked in front of the house oh, no. and their big window in their kitchen overlooked the driveway. And so they were out in the backyard making noise. I mean, it oh, was – and I'm sure it was fine and, and they had planned this in advance and it, 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 it was what it was, but – well, I'll tell you what, the noise and everything else, people that came in made a comment like, boy, is it tough to get a parking spot around here? Oh, I don't know boy. if I'd yeah. – I don't, I don't think I'd want to live here if this is the way it's going to be. Or the window overlooks the neighbor's driveway and it's going to be noisy and yeah. I, I don't like that. So it just – it highlighted a couple things that – under normal circumstances, maybe they would be willing to overlook, but because of the way that happened, it just mm. had a bad open house. Boy, that, that's a tough situation. Wow. Yeah. And I think you have to help sellers, don't you? You know, I think when they're getting ready to market their home, what are they looking at is, is the home itself? What have they done to it? Uh, what kind of improvements have they made? But you got to help them step back a little bit and say, you know, that guy across the street's going to have an impact. Or, yeah, we don't want to have an open house on this weekend because they're having their pool party or their grad party or something like that. And these are, these are meaningful things that impact potential buyers that uh, you, I'm sure, have to help a seller understand and, and, and position them right because it's, uh, that first impression counts. It, it really does. It really does. You don't get a second chance at a first impression, there as they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, an, uh, one of the other things, too, that uh, come across a lot that I see a lot of when I'm looking through buyer's eyes at houses is we start pointing out trees, big okay. trees mm -hmm. that are overhanging the house, overhanging the garage, and are not necessarily on the property we're looking at, but from the neighbor's house. 
Okay. And mm-hmm. so, you know, now now legally, do you as a homeowner have a right to remove that tree branch that's overhanging your property? Yeah, you do. But you can only cut it to your property line. You can't you can't cut it all the way up yeah. to the tree. So um that would leave some angst I think between neighbors. But uh, as a as a seller, if you have one of those things overhanging your garage and it's constantly dropping debris on your roof mm-hmm. or on your house and it's affecting the stability of the shingles, you got to make a decision. Yeah. You 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 either you got to have a discussion with the neighbor to either a Either they're gonna you're gonna cut it together, or you're gonna cut it. You're gonna hire somebody to cut it on your own because, uh, you know, it's it could be damaging to your house. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, a lot of stuff. Boy, oh boy, we've we've talked about a lot of seller prep items that they have to do, and we haven't even walked in the front door just yet. No, yeah. <laughs> we haven't. We're not inside yet. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So um. Well. Why don't we just end it here? Yeah, and, yeah, and we'll and we'll we'll come back next time and we'll talk about issues inside the house uh, that a seller should really pay attention to. Tips for uh, for the interior of the house. Yeah, whole another set of requirements and circumstances when they walk in the door, right? For sure. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for listening to Avoiding Real Estate Turbulence. Uh, if you'd be so kind as to subscribe, review, or rate. Please share with your friends, family, and coworkers that they too can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Thank you.